Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me special guest, Pedro Manis. He is the founder and CEO of The Way of the Modern Beast, which is a beard care product business. He is also agent and owner of Export Realty. He focuses in on men being men and being who they're supposed to be, what they're called to do, and who they are. So I'm super excited to introduce you to my friend. This is going to be a great, awesome episode. Let your other men know that they need to hop on and listen because this is going to rock their world. Hey, Pedro, thank you again for being on my show. I know we tried to do this a couple of weeks ago and had some technical difficulties, so I really appreciate you being here, man. Um, for my audience that don't know you as well as I do since I'm in your group and all, tell us a little bit of your background, a little bit about what your mission in life is and what you're doing now. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me, brother. really appreciate you. Like, like you said, we tried to record this a while ago, but you know, things happen, right? Yep. The best, the best, the best thing you can do is always move forward and find a solution instead of like trying to struggle. Like, ah, how I can fix this, right? But anyway, man, thanks for having me again. Yeah, my name is Pedro, man. I, um, entrepreneur, right? I mm -hmm. do real estate with my wife in Dallas. Uh, we are building our team right now, and also I have another business called The Way of the Modern Beast, which is an e-commerce business. You know, I'm trying to build an online store for men, and uh, I'm also building a movement for men with this under the same brand with the purpose of actually helping men like rediscover their masculinity. You know, I think we live in times where um, I don't know if you saw the news recently, but uh, there's an attack on men, you know, and, and, and people know this, you know, like, like, like the government and, and leaders of this world, they know that stuff, you know, because I don't, I, I think it was yesterday or a couple of days ago, I saw this um, news that uh, China, for example, is removing a bunch of the, a bunch of like, like, anti-masculinity tv shows and stuff like that out of their channels because they don't want they, they want to build stronger men you know right. so that tells you that there's a problem you know and then we are making men here in this country especially you know weaker than ever so um the goal with this movement man is to actually help men because i think we're struggle you know we need community we need a group of people that can help us where we can be open and transparent so that's the whole goal of the way of the modern beast so that's the things I'm working right now, man. I also have a podcast called The Chronicle of a Modern Beast. I have other businesses that I will start working in the next couple of months too. You know, the life as an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> always, always busy, my friend, always busy. Well, let, let's start there. Let's start with men in general. Um, like my last episode was about health and fitness and stress and all the stuff that you need to deal with. But I, I agree with you. I think society as a whole has attacked men. Like if you look on the TV shows or movies or anything, either they're really weak or they're the, the punchline, you know, and I think men are having a hard time navigating, you know, the current market. What is it to be a good father? What is it to be a good husband? What is it to be a man in general? So like, if I came to you and said, Hey, Pedro, help me out, man. I, you know, I'm just struggling with some of this stuff. What would you say? Or how would you start me in that direction? Well, you know what, man, it is like anything else in life, right? It's like in self-development. It's like when you develop yourself in business and all that stuff, I think first of all is to recognize uh, that there's something in you that has to change. You know, I think the first thing that you need to develop is self-awareness because if you don't develop self-awareness, uh, there's nothing we can do, right? You need to be aware of what's happening inside of you in your heart and your mind. And then you have to start from there, right? Mm -hmm. I believe that every single man in this point, you know, because I've been there, especially the way I grew up, I grew up pretty much only with women. You know, I only have sisters. 
Uh, I'm the younger one. So I've been surrounded with women for my entire life. And my mom tried to raise me to be a nice guy, you know, mm -hmm. but I am not here in this world to be a nice guy. And I'm sure that any, any, any man out there listen to this and even every woman out there listen to this, they don't like a nice guy. They're like a, they, a man who like to be man and woman wants to have a man. You know right. what I mean? Yep. So man, growing up, I, I, my mom, and she didn't do that because she wanted me to be, uh, she, my mom didn't do that because she didn't love me. The problem was that my parents got divorced and I feel like my mom went on a mission to try to, to raise me in a way that I would not be like my dad, you know, because mm -hmm. my, my dad used to drink a lot. Uh, they have some domestic violence involved when they were married and all that stuff. So I think my mom really was hurt, hurt about that stuff, you know, and growing up, man, I always hear all this shit like, Oh, don't, don't be, don't be aggressive. Don't be violent. Don't be, don't do this. Like stay quiet. Listen, follow rules, follow this, follow that. And I think that's a problem for us as men because we are alphas, you know, we, mm -hmm. our design is to go out there and, and, and to be savages pretty much, you know, like obviously not in the way thousands of years ago, but it's just part of our nature, you know, like, like we're, we are designed to be strong, to, to be courageous, to be challenged, to face adversity and all that kind of stuff. So I think when you take a man, away from that opportunity you start building a soft society and you start building men that they don't know what the hell they're doing with their lives mm -hmm. then you have problems like domestic violence right then you have issues like men being unfaithful men not knowing how to love how to express their emotion because we also have an emotional side right but we don't know how to express it because society is telling us like that is bad to be to be strong but it's also bad to be weak and show our emotions and cry right mm -hmm. so we're like an in-between like why in the fuck we're doing here right <laughs> right like, you, like if i go to the side of being strong and courageous you're telling me not to be that because me being violent is a bad thing for society but if i go to the side where i want to show my emotions you're telling me that i'm a weak ass man and that only women cry, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I think at the end of the day, it's like, first of all, is like, what do you want? You know, mm -hmm. like build that self-awareness, realize exactly where you are right now in your life, and then ask yourself, what do you want? What, what type of man do you want to be? You know, because I believe we all have this voice inside of our head, because again, everything that I'm sharing with you is because I experienced this. This is the reason why I started this movement, right? And I got to a point in my life where I was like, man, I, I don't feel like I'm being a man, you know? And then I start rediscovering what it means to be a man, what it means to be strong, what it means to be violent, but actually not using that violence to hurt people, but you actually use it in the right way, you know, mm -hmm. build yeah. societies, to build our families, to build all that kind of stuff. So I think everything goes back to your mind. What do you want? And get clear what do you want and accept that it's a problem. You have to work on it. Separate yourself from the wrong people and understand that there's nothing wrong with you. You know, that like rediscover yourself. Work on your mindset, your gratitude, self-development. Like really, really work on those areas of your life that you want to develop that will take you to discover who you are as a man. And that applies for a woman too, you know? Like it's pretty much like self-development, but really focusing on, 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 on your gender, you know, who you are as a man or as a woman. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally does. And I and I, there's a ton of stuff you you unwrap there. So the first thing that just pops out is you have to decide who you want to be. And I do agree with you 100%. Women don't want someone that's weak and whiny and whatever they throw up on the TV as like a like a beta male. They want someone that makes decisions that can protect, direct and lead their families. Not in a bad way. And again, aggression is not bad, like you mentioned, if you direct it in the right way. If you direct it towards your business, toward 
your health toward what you need to accomplish. You know, I think there's just been such a misconception that the pendulum went from one way to all the way over to the other way. And also how did you, cause this is an interesting question. I'm sure a lot of uh, men that are listening to this and women as well. How did you learn or when did you start to learn what it was to become a man? Because I think it's harder for a woman by themselves and no offense. I know people have life happen, so don't take that wrong but to raise and train a boy into a man, because it's kind of like I have daughters, but I'm not trying to teach them how to be women. Cause I have no idea. That's exactly right. You know, like here's one thing that there's probably a lot of people not going to like this, but you, a woman cannot teach a man how to be a man, you know, and a man cannot teach a woman how to be a woman. We're completely different type of people, you know? Mm-hmm. So imagine this, that being said, right. We have a society where most of, kids are being raised without parent, without a dad, right? So mm-hmm. how, who in the hell is teaching these kids to be, to be a man, right? But anyway, that's a whole different conversation. But man, honestly, everything for me started by uh, reading a book called Wild at Heart. You know, mm-hmm. it's a pastor who wrote this book, um, John Eldridge. And honestly, man, I think for any single man out there listening to this, even woman, you know, actually this guy's wife, he, she, he, his wife has a book too. It's called Captivating. And it's actually, you can read this, both books, you know, as a man or woman, you can read both of them because they're going to give you a perspective about how God sees and created men and how God sees and created women, you know, and mm-hmm. how they complement to each other. But man, that book really answered a lot of my questions when it came to why I have these desires of, of, of being independent, why I have these desires to actually feel like I'm a man, why I have these desires that, that they want to be strong and have like, like, like not, not have an, not, 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 not be the average Joe, right. It's just mm-hmm. like have a good body, a good physique looking good, you know, and I really take care of myself and, and, and being independent, you know, I think that book started answering all my questions. We will take me down to the fact that if you really want to start rediscovering your masculinity or your feminine size as a woman, I think everything started with God, man. You know, that's mm-hmm. the reality. No, no, I agree. Everything start because he's the one who created us. And if you really want to find your identity as a man or as a woman, you need to go back to him and start asking for those questions and those revelations. And I'm not talking about religion here, man. You know, I'm a Christian and I know Mm -hmm. Christianity throughout thousands of years has been looking as a bad thing because unfortunately us Christians will be messing things up and we're not putting the example out there of what it really means to be a Christian, you know? But I think everything started from there and surrounding your people with good Christian people that they're not going to act self-righteous and better and feeling better than others because they feel like Christian. We all, are the, we all the same of the foot of the cross, <laughs> you know? Yep. So I think that's where it started, man. You, you, you start to identify your identity when you go back to your creator. Yeah, no, there's, there's tons more good stuff you mentioned. I've read Wild at Heart. Uh, amazing book. I love a lot of the different things in it. Like, you know, having the boys have that rite of passage and just finding who you're, you are. But I agree with you. I think we've kind of gotten off base with, I, I'm a Christian just like you. And, you know, it started out in Jerusalem as a relationship with God. And they went to Europe and became more religion. It comes to the U S and it's more retail. And it's just gotten misconstructed through what the original message was. But, but I do agree with you. I think going back to, you know, God and that whole, what he's created us to be, it's a good place to start for sure. I agree with you hundred percent there. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, and I, I, this year 
I'm finally starting to get involved more into like reading my Bible and all that stuff. I'm doing a class that is called Freedom Class. It's a 13-week class uh, in the church that I attend here in, in, in Dallas, man. And, you know, man, there's a lot of stuff that is being unpacking right now in, my, in front of me in my life, you know, limiting beliefs when it came to God, limiting beliefs when it came to my identity and things that I have struggled through my entire life from things that, you know, parents, society, teachers put in my mind when it came to God, you know, that at some point, all those limiting beliefs separated me from having a relationship with God. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But man, when you are open and you're willing to see things from a different perspective, like listen to a second opinion about God and, and, and where you can find your real identity, man. Uh, I think that's where change really starts because one of the things that I've been noticing recently with this uh, freedom class that I'm taking, man, is like half of that book sounds like self-development, you mm -hmm. know, like seriously, like this sounds like, like something that uh, Sig Ziglar wrote or uh, Napoleon Hill, you know? Yep. And I was asking because we have this, we, we meet uh, every, every week. I have a group of men we meet and then uh, we talk about it and we share our stuff and, and, and the things that this is revelating in our lives and stuff. And um, I asked that question, you know, and then one of them that is also an entrepreneurship side, because every, every single, every one of these people that you have talked about, they used to have a relationship with God. You know, they understood that above all else, about all the money and riches, there's a power uh, higher than them that, have, mm -hmm. that it is the foundation of all of this stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, and that's true. And the principles are the same. So a lot of them get the principles from the Bible. I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but the Bible talks a crap ton about money, like almost more than almost anything else on it. Not in it a, is the second. It is the second topic more discussed in the in the Bible. Yeah, uh, money. Yep. Because it matters. <laughs> you know, well, it does because you need to have the ability to provide for your family. You need to have the ability to. Get, you can't help anyone if you don't have anything to flow. You know, if you don't have anything to give to someone, you can't be a blessing. You can't help anyone. Um, and no, I think that's a, that's a, it's so funny because it's like, for me, a lot of times with churches I've been to, I have to go to groups of men outside the church to talk about money and stuff because in the church, they're too taboo, afraid of the subject. And it shouldn't be that way. You know, I know like you're in a group called Apex where they, you guys have a, like a group in it, you know, entrepreneurs building each other up, that type of thing. And I wish that there was more of a, for lack of better words, intermingling with church stuff. I know some of it does, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times people have to go yeah. and do it two different ways and it shouldn't really be. But and you know, man, here's the thing. Uh, there's, there's places like that everywhere, you know, like thank God here in Dallas, we have uh, Elevate Life Church that is uh, mm -hmm. Pastor Keith Craft that, um, he's an, he was an entrepreneur before he became a pastor and started his church 20 years ago. Right. And uh, one of the visions of his church, man, is, is to really, you know, they have a they have a men group every Saturday at 7 a.m. It's called Mighty Mighty Men. Mm -hmm. And um, one time he came and, and speak to us and he was like, if you're a man, if you're part of this church, uh, we're going to we're going to demand from you to be the greatest version of yourself. You know, and we don't expect anything less from you here. And he didn't say that in a way of like, oh, you have to be religious. You have to do no. I'm talking about from a perspective of self-development, you know, like you're going to be the greatest, you have to be the greatest version of yourself as a man for your family, for your community, for the people that you serve, for your business, and really show up every single day to, uh, to do what, call, what God called, called you to do. You know, like we talked about core values. We talk about business. We talk about money. We talk about all these kind of things that are important. You know, it's not a, a religious perspective, but 
like I was saying, man, unfortunately, uh, we have we have twisted, you know, mm -hmm. the truth about the Bible and about God and all that kind of stuff, you know. And I'm telling you because I've been there. But now that I'm going to these classes, now that I'm taking the the, the chance and really uh, digging very deep into all this kind of stuff is the way I've been able to find answers, you know. So what I what I'm, what I'm trying to say, man, is that most of us out there and people listening to this, we all been heard by church. We all be mm -hmm. heard by Christian people, you know. But here's the thing, man. These people that hurt you, that they act like they're better than you because you're not a Christian and you're a sinner. They're sinners too, you know. Yes, they are. Yep, like, we are. Yep. Like, like they're not, they're not better than anybody, you know. They're not better just just because they became Christians doesn't mean that they're better than other people. We all the same time. We all sinners, you know. And they still sin every single day, you know. Like mm -hmm. God doesn't see like oh because this. Let's talk about something very very. Um, what is it called? Uh, that is not easy to talk about. Let's, let's talk about like, like like gay people, right? A lot of Christian people, they discriminate the gay people because, oh, it's, it's, it is a sexual sin and all that stuff. But honestly, God is not concerned about that. He's concerned about your heart. Yep. You know? And just because they try to make you look like your sin is worse than them is not true because even the, the little white light that they tell their, their wife or their kids is as, bad as, as, bad. Yep. As, what, as bad as whatever else you do with your life and getting drunk or, or, or fornication of adultery, whatever it is, you know? So I think is just being open, man, to that if you really want to find the answers to open, open your mind a little bit and leave behind whatever happened to you and really look, do some research, you know, look for a good church that can fit whatever it is that you're looking because they are out there. You just need to find them, you know, but be open to to find them and go through the process and see if really the culture, the mission or vision really meets the meets, meets your needs, you know, and that's a problem. Most churches in America, they don't know, they don't have, they don't even know their core mission, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. So, but it doesn't mean that there's no people out there. There's good people trying to do the best, man. You know, even like you mentioned Apex, you know, that's, that's one of the things that we have in Apex that most of the people is people that go to church, like all, most of the people that are in our Apex group, that live in Dallas, we all go to the same church. So we're in the same we are on the same channel. We are on the same frequency, you know? So it's not only about business, but we also know that there's something else out there that really, really is above anything else that we're trying to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like you said, the purpose is to serve others. The purpose is to create this, uh, like we call it with my wife, to create this generational wealth, you know, to build legacies so we can actually help other people. You know what I mean? Yep. No, so let's talk a little bit more about that. So I like... And I agree with you hundred percent. So I grew up in church, was in church forever. And like we were talking about like, you know, oh, people pointing out this sin over that sin and trying to cover to make themselves feel good and all. And it's just, I think it gets to the point where you have to understand everyone's screwed up. Me, you were all screwed up, but that doesn't change what Christ did. That doesn't change any of that aspect of it. And we just try to get better every day because we're both going to fail every day. And once you get past that, you just, the people that are pointing out your stuff, I just have learned just to let them go because at this point I want to be around people like you and people that are you like moving forward, trying to become better versions of themselves and help as many people as possible. So on that generational wealth, how do you like, cause I, like the purpose of my podcast is to help people go from their dreams to six figures and beyond. So what does generational wealth look like to you? What is your, if you don't mind me asking your vision of that? Well, you know, our goal with my wife eventually is to have a business portfolio, right? Like my goal right now for the next five years is to have, uh, is to own or have ownership in at least 12 companies, you mm -hmm. know? Um, 
one of the things that we're doing right now is through real estate. And um, we are trying to build that passive income where we can actually help other people. Here's how it works, right? We, we, are, part, we are with eXp Realty. This is a national brokerage, right? Mm-hmm. And their business model is very similar to like a uh, multi, multi-marketing uh, business model, right? So you have the production side where you can just either sell real estate, residential, commercial, whatever it is that you want to do. And then you have the revenue share part where you own part of the company too. You have stock in the company, but you also can bring people into your team and, and, and partner with them and build that generational wealth, build that passive income, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we're doing right now is we are building our team and we're partnered with agents, right? Our goal is to build a very big team, you know, where we have thousands of agents under us, but it's not only about bringing them in, right? But it's actually about teaching them how to build that wealth, you know, because most in real estate, for example, most people is is transitional in this in this uh, transactional in mm-hmm. this industry, right? And this is this crazy cycle, man, that they stay forever, and then it's like, like they don't have a life, they don't have time, they they, they don't they, they, they don't they don't have anything. They're 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 bitter. They're they're sad. They're yep. they're pissed because everything is work 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 work. Right? There's 10, night, 10, 10 at nine, and they're still working, and it's just this cycle that they can never get out of it. Right? Especially the people that moved from being agent and started their own brokerage and all that stuff. That's another. That's a whole different issue. <laughs> right? Right. So, man, the way we're trying to help people build that generational wealth is to actually build something, build a business where they can actually work on the business not in the business where they can actually recover their time, you know, where they can actually free their time and have that passive income where instead of being hustling and trying to get the next transaction, they're actually building something significant that can last for generations, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that we're trying to do right now with real estate. That's where we're starting, right? Because we have this opportunity that we don't have to have, we don't need to be brokers. We don't need to have a bunch of other stuff in order to help people to do that. So, Man, it's beyond the money, of course, and um, because what we're doing is pretty much every single thing that we have learned, every single knowledge that we have, we are building all these systems and process, you know, and we are creating all these courses and different things so we can pass it to the next person, right? So we're building this right now. So we have agents partnering with us right now. So we are teaching them how to do that. And we're building all the systems and processes. So when they're ready, they can pass that down to the people that bring under them, you know, mm-hmm. and then just really just pass the, pass, pass the knowledge to the next person and to the next person and to the next person. And as long as you keep doing that, more people is coming under you, you're building that passive income. You're pretty much printing money while you're slipping, right? Yep. And again, but it's not about the money. It's about teaching people how to do that. We try to build courses, how to people like how to manage your budget, how to really make sure that you're keeping money, that you're making profit out of all your hard work. Because man, I've been there, you know, we've been, mm-hmm. we've been there like, like last year, you know, like having these months, like there's 20, $30,000 coming in. And it's like, where the fuck is all this money? It's right. gone, you yep. know, yep. because we didn't have that structure and those systems to really manage your money correctly and make sure that not only we're enjoying our life and we be li- living a good life, but we have enough to invest in other business, you know, to start other companies, to invest in, 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 in different things in different industries, you know, and that's the whole point where you can have that freedom to say, you know, I have this amount of money every month. Everything is covered in my, in my, in my, in, in my bills, but I also have this money to, I can go invest and buy a restaurant, invest in the stock, invest in this, mm-hmm. start a charity, help other people really make a difference in the world. So that's what we're doing. 
No, no, I love that. Blessed to be a blessing. Like you're, you're, you're taking, you know, you're getting past the, what a lot of people fall into the grind mentality and getting into making your money work for you, which is huge. Now we're definitely not done, but for people, if they want to find you and all, can you drop your links real quick or just let people know where they can find you? I like to do it in the middle, just that way they don't like hop off at the end and miss it. Yeah, absolutely, man. The best way to find me, you just go to Pedro Meneses. Uh, my last name spells M-E-N-E-S-E-S dot online. That's Pedro Meneses dot online. And you find all the links there to uh, my real estate business, uh, the way of the modern biz, the podcast, uh, all my social media handles. So you can follow me there on, on Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, that's the only ones that I'm using for my businesses. So there you can find all my information and even book a call if you need to get on a call with me. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. So let's talk a little bit more about the real estate and stuff. So say someone was coming into your group and all, do they have a certain amount of money they need to be able to like start making investments in it? Or is this more of they're going to come and learn how to become a real estate agent? How does, how does that group that you're talking about work? Well, so first of all, they don't have to put any money up front. You know, we are not charging people to uh, come and partner with us. Um, we are part of one of the largest groups inside of EXP. So we pretty much have all the systems and processes in place that we need so far in order to help our people coming in. So the only thing you really have to pay is just to join EXP and your monthly dues. You know, that to join is just like 185 bucks and then it's like $85 a month or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. just to have your your systems, your CRM and every, all the tools that you need. But then man, pretty much what we're doing is, because here's the thing, and especially in real estate, right? And this happened, this is a story that actually happened to one of the uh, recent agents that joined with us. So she was looking for a team and she was actually looking for a team inside of organizations, inside of the, the EXP, right? But their proposition was like, yeah, we're going to flood you with leads and you're going to have all these leads and we can go as far as you can and and you can do this and that. But it's like, okay, so what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and start cold calling people, you know, and be driving all around the DFW. You know how big the DFW is? It's big. I live here. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's huge, you know, it is. And, 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 you, and, and especially in a city like this, you have to be very uh, – careful you have to be really specific what areas you want to really work because then you're going to find yourself driving 200 200 miles in one day showing homes right mm -hmm. so our proposition was we're not only going to teach you how to actually generate leads without having to be on the phone like an idiot cold calling people that really don't want to talk to you but actually having people that will reach out to you asking for help or asking to find help and find a home we have the systems in place we have the funnels we have everything that we need but not only on the side of the lead generation, but we're also going to show you how you're going to build your, what we call being an authority of your marketplace, right? How to become that to go person in your marketplace and how to, how to run your business on referrals and make sure that everything is flowing smoothly and actually build a business. And act when you get to that point of you have enough production where you can start building your own team, we're going to give you all the tools and every single step-by-step -step of how to hire your assistant, how to build your team, how to hire employees so your business can be running by itself and you can step out of it and then make sure that it's working for you you know so that's some of the things that we're doing that reality is that because here's the thing man every single person out there is like yeah we want to give you leads the leads is the least problem that we have you know mm -hmm. because we have proven systems and not only in the in texas man like all over the country so that's the last thing. When we have a conversation with an agent that wants to join, it's like, what is your problem? What do you need? I need leads. Okay, that's not a problem for us. That's the last 
the, the, the last thing you need to worry about it because we have that cover. You know, we have the stuff to help you with that. But the whole goal, man, is that after they build that production, after they 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 they, they reach their uh, freedom number, you know, when it comes to production and how much they really want to earn every single month, and, and to the point where they can have their own team, the assistant, transaction coordinator, and whatever it is that they need, they can start moving into that revenue share part where instead of doing only production, now we're moving into the part where you are attracting people to you. You know, mm-hmm. you are partnering with other agents and you're passing, like, like I said before, you're passing that knowledge to them, but now you're building that passive income. And the ultimate goal is to take you out of production. So you don't have to sell real estate anymore, but you can focus on helping other people's build their business too. No, that's good. That's good. So that's just like a, for lack of a better word, say someone wants to be an entrepreneur, but they don't really know what they wanted to do. This would be a good way for them to, and correct me if I'm wrong, start on something like that. Say they don't have a dream, but they want to get into entrepreneurship and everyone likes real estate. This would be a good way for them to start out and kind of at least get a taste for it. If I'm hearing you correctly. Well, you know, I mean, if they're not a real estate agent, and it's like I said, everybody likes real estate. I will encourage you to first explore the industry very well before you make a decision, because this is not an easy industry, no. you know, like, yeah, pays very well but it is not easy to build, you know, like it, everything that I'm telling you sounds like, Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. But you still need to do the work, you know? So, and, and in our case, you know, like we are very specific with the people that we want to bring under us because the type of tools and resources that we're giving them, right. Like we're teaching them how to really focus on like, Hey, before you start anything else, you have to have core values, right? You need to know who's your perfect customer. You need to start building your SOPs and start building your process to make sure exactly what you're doing, get clear goals and what, how much, how much you want to sell, how much money you want to generate, all that kind of stuff, you know, and all that requires hard work. So we are focusing more on attracting people or agents that are actually doing at least, at least $5 million in sales a a year, you know, Mm -hmm. And that they they stuck there. They 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 cannot pass that point, right? Because they don't know what else to do, especially at this point in time where everything is changing, right? Like technology changes all the time, and this industry is very, very um, how does it call? Um, it's just crazy how things ch- can change really quick in real estate, you know. So we're focusing more on people that have some experience already. Now, if you're new, mm-hmm. if you're really into real estate, and that's what you want to do, you know, you like that's that's your calling then you can go and get your license and have a conversation with us so we can help you start in the right way from the very beginning, you know, and avoid all the fucking pain that a lot of people experience in real estate, including me and my wife. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. I have a lot of friends that have done real estate and it's not as easy as it looks. It looks great on the TV shows. They just walk in and talk to people and that's it. But there's a bunch of stuff you guys got to do behind the scenes, but this does kind of tie into just entrepreneurship in general. Cause some of the stuff you mentioned, um, you know, having a plan in place, writing your goals out, self-care, self-development, all that type of stuff. So let's shift just a little bit because you own multiple businesses. What would you encourage people starting out either in sales or in like entrepreneurship, business ownership? What are some key core values? Because I've heard you say it a few times that, that you, Pedro, hold on to. Like these are must-haves that I'm going to do each and every day. Well, well, I think I can divide that question in, in, in two parts. First of all, when it comes to core values, uh, pretty much you have to get clear on what do you want, you know, uh, like I was saying before. So for example, and I have them right here, you know, I was just rewriting my core values today because I was just really focusing on what I really, what, what, what I stand for, 
you know, and, and when it comes to core values, man, that's the foundation for everything, for your life, for your business, for your relationship. Like I have my personal core values. My wife has her personal core values. We have our family core values and mission statement, right? Mm-hmm. And I have different core values for the real estate business. I have the, the, the way of the modern business has its own core values, right? Because obviously there are different audiences, different markets. Yep. So everything has their core values because that's the foundation is what do you stand for? What do you believe in, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's critical, not only in business, but in life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you definitely need to get clear on that because that will take you to understand what you really want and where you want to go in life and what type of person you want to be. Because being an entrepreneur is not easy, right? This no. is a hard path. That's why not many people do it, right? Like if you believe that this is going to be something that you're going to become rich in the next 12 months, uh, just stay in your job. Don't don't become an entrepreneur because you're gonna hit a really really big brick wall if that's your mentality. This this things takes time, you know. It is it is a it is a long path and it's a never ending journey. There's no finish line in here. Every finish line is a new starting line. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, so, totally. So um, I, I I think I think that when it comes to core values, that's no, you don't have to, you don't need to have like all these core values and make this thing complicated, man. I have literally five core values. I'm going to read it to you right here so you can see. Like my core values as a personal, first of all, my first core value is Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous. My second core value is I have fun in everything I do. My third core value is I finish what I start and honor my commitments. My fourth core value is I, I win at all times. And my fifth core value is I refuse to be average. Those are the things, things that I live for every single day, you know? And then when it comes to really have like a work ethic and all that kind of stuff, and you have to be very detail oriented and, and, and know that the most important asset that you have when you're an entrepreneur, and you just want to start a business is your time. How do you manage your time? How intentional are with your day? How, how, how you, how do you do things, you know, because how do you do one thing is how do you do everything? Right. Yep. So you have to pay attention to all those things in your life, you know, and, and, and when it comes to being an entrepreneur, man, people think that it's only about developing a business, but it's actually developing yourself in every single area, you know, in your mindset, in your health, in your relationships, in your, in, in your business and everything, because at the end of the day, man, everything is tied together, you know, everything is crazy how that works, but how do you, because how do you go and show up for your family and your relationship is how you're going to go and show up for your business and your finances and all that stuff. So yeah. I think being intentional with your time, knowing, know, learning how to manage your calendar being intentional with with the things that will get you closer to your goals because man when you're an entrepreneur it's easy to get lost trying to get a lot of stuff done in uh, in one day right mm-hmm. and uh people think like oh the more busy i get the more i'm gonna uh, 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 the faster i'm gonna grow in this or the faster i'm gonna get to my goals but that's not how it works you know yep. one of the things that i do a lot uh that i actually follow is uh andrew frisella talks about the the the, the power task how does it call it the power test list, yep. right? And he explained why not not to do more than five things a day, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, because, I mean, you're not going to, and it's true, you know, I have experience in it and I have the five things that I know that I, they're not negotiable every single day, right? When it comes to business, but I know that I have to do it every single day if I want to get closer to my goals. But I think that's 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 the, the, the foundation, man, and really have the discipline, you know, have the discipline to, even at some point, you're going to have to cut up some stuff out of your budget. You know, you're going to have to be live below your means. It is necessary. It's part of the process. No, no. And it, it, you've hit on a ton of really good stuff again. 
Um, I think a lot of people like the idea of being an entrepreneur, but they don't understand what it really means to be an entrepreneur. Um, so do you do like a lot of time blocking with what you do, Pedro? Or like if, like if I was looking at your day, do you like have set times when you do certain things or is it more fluid or does it just change or? Like, uh, everything I have, my time is blocked for every single thing that I have to do. And if you're not in my calendar, you don't exist. I don't answer my phone. I don't respond to your text if you don't. Uh, I mean, it depends, but if you call me randomly, I'm not going to answer my phone. You know, right. like if you want to talk to me, there's specific times I have uh, during my day where I can take calls because everything else that I'm like, I cannot get distracted, you know, because I have shit to get done. Yep. So if I get distracted, then I, 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 I push myself way behind for my goals. So I, I cannot allow that. So my time is like, even for my wife, like she knows that if we have something, let's say that she had in a conversation with a friend of ours and then they're planning some dinner or something like she knows that she's not going to come into my office and Hey, you know, they said, if you want to go for dinner, like you, if you say yes, say yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And if, and, and just find the time in my calendar. So she knows that if she's not in my, if she doesn't go into my calendar and put it in my calendar, it doesn't exist. And I do the same with her, you know, yep. because she, she, she operates it the same way. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like even with my sales job, I do the same thing. There's certain times because I end up training a lot of people with my job where I'm not, I don't let them talk to me. Like, no, you can't talk to me from nine o'clock until two. Why? Because my focus is on sales, on my clients, on people I'm helping. You know, I think time management is huge for any role, whether you're in sales, uh, business, whatever you're doing. So I, I definitely commend you on that. Um, what I know we've talked about a bunch of stuff. What are the words of wisdom or thoughts or ideas have we not hit on that you just want to like impart to my, my listeners? Man, what you just mentioned right now, you know, about the, the timing and all that stuff. Here's the thing, man. If you're very intentional with your time and, and how do you do things, you don't really have to work eight, 10 hours a day. You know, that's the other thing that people falls from this false belief of like, oh, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to work 16 hours a day. No, that makes you an idiot. You don't have to work yep. 16 hours a day, you know? Like if you're intentional with your time and you finish everything in six hours, guess what? You have the rest of your day free to do whatever the hell you want, mm -hmm. you know? But I think what, what other thing that is important and that people really don't talk a lot, a lot in entrepreneurship is that you also have to rest, you know? Like that's, one of, that's been one of the hardest things for us, but we're trying to do our best is to really find a day where like, you know what? Today we rest. We don't work. We don't touch the computer. We don't do anything else but rest because it's, it's, it is your body needs it, you know, like uh, it is it is even a principle in the Bible, yep. you know, yep. like <laughs> you need to have a day of rest no matter what. Obviously, it doesn't mean like do crazy religious stuff, but like you need to rest. So I think, man, when you get intentional and you allow yourself to have at least a day or half day where you can rest and really recover, I mean, you start becoming you, you start becoming an unstoppable machine, you know. Mm -hmm. No, no, I agree. So like, I, I, I'm with you 100%. I've actually worked on time blocking. I work on self care now. And I'm making more money now than when I was working 17, 16 hours a day, you know, uh, because like you said, you can't carry that load the whole time. You're not giving your yep. best to your clients, your customers, to your business, because you're too tired, you're too wore out. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pedro, for being on Really appreciate it, my friend. I'm glad that we got to you know sit down and chat a little bit more about it. Again, let people know. I know we didn't know, but let's just do it again. Let people know where they can reach out and uh, find you. Yeah, man, just go to Pedro Meneses.online. Uh, you spell Meneses, M-E-N-E-S-E-S. -E -S -E -S. 
and uh, just like that, Pedro Manessis dot online, and you can find me uh, all my social media there, websites, everything. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. You have a wonderful day. And again, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Um, and everyone that's listening, thank you again for listening to the 150K podcast where we take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Uh, when you get a chance, go to Apple, give me some comments, likes, and subscriptions. Uh, I appreciate it. Have a wonderful time and uh, we'll talk next time.